Is there a balance between positive morality and critical morality? I think some legal stuff. So I have I have the definitions here as positive morality just at a high level is moral standards, practices, and beliefs of a given community at a given time. Right? With social fact, let's say. And critical morality is the exercise of practical reasoning, practical reason, questioning what is actually right and wrong, independent of what the community thinks. Is there a balance between those two things? And um, should there be a balance? Right, and should, and should there be a balance? Um, I don't... I think it, it depends on... It depends on how much power positive morality has. That would determine if, if a balance can exist. Right, because I can just say, okay, let's let's take the black community since we're both black. Right? There's certain moral standards, practices, and beliefs that black people have. There are certain social facts about black people that we have within our communities. Right? In terms of, again, your relationship with the police, um, you know, how the system treats you, um, how you view people of different races, how you, you know, whatever it is, like those are social facts. I think, you know, which is why, which is why again, we, we talked about black culture being trash. That culture is so powerful that critical morality can't exist to the point where there's an actual balance. Because if you question it, you get ostracized. So then you have these sub-communities the Glenn Lowry's of the world because you have the Glenn Lowry's of the world the John McWhorters where it's like they're not necessarily you know the black conservatives let's say which is just totally you know Candace Owens totally on the, on the, on the opposite side of the spectrum but they're, they're somewhere in, in, in the middle middle right and it's just like well let's actually look at some you know Coleman Hughes let's Let's look at some some research. Let's look at something empirical and figure out if what we're saying about the presence of systemic racism is true. Let's question that. And let's question it independently of what the community thinks. Exactly. I don't know if, if a balance can exist if the positive morality is at a certain threshold of power. So we definitely think there should be a balance. I don't I don't think that there should actually but I think it's 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 not feasible for there to be what what I would suggest which I think it it should be not a balance between like critical morality should have 100% 90 right it it should it should be yeah I like 80 20 yeah um 80% critical morality and then 20% positive morality, which I wouldn't call that a balance. No, not at all. But I don't think that would ever, I don't think that's feasible for that to exist in a community. Do you think a balance is feasible though? 
So how would you define a balance? I mean, 50-50. Right. So if you... 55-45. So let, let me ask you this. So let's say that the, the, the prevailing morality is critical morality. Would that make it positive morality? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. No, because it wouldn't. So if the be... social if the social norm is to exercise practical reasoning, questioning what is actually right and wrong, if that was the moral standards and practices of beliefs of a community, if that was a matter of social fact, right? I would. Mm, is there a difference between social norm and social fact? Or are those? Mm. That's a good question. If the moral standards encapsulated in beliefs and practices of a given community were an exercise of practical reason. Well, no, then that, because then we have to say it's independent. That's the, the part of critical morality is independent of what the community thinks. So even if those things were social fact, they wouldn't be independent of the community at that point. So it would still be a, a separation. Right, so it wouldn't become positive morality. Exactly. I got you. Yeah. yeah. So I, so then in that point, you know, unless the social fact became the, the, the first part of the critical morality, um, that's how I would, that's how I would run it. But I don't know how feasible that is. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. It's, I don't think there should be a balance um, between positive and critical morality. I think it should be overwhelmingly critical morality over positive morality. Right. There shouldn't be a balance, and there isn't a balance right now. No, there isn't. A, it's in the other direction. Um, because, I, don't, I mean, what would it look like to be a, a balance of... What would that even look like? Right, it's hard to sort of because imagine what that would look like. Um, well, I think I think it would be what we talked about with um, more righteousness and, and more resilience. Where what we said was to be to be resilient in your righteousness. So it would be you know questioning what is actually right or wrong, independent of what the community thinks, until we we get an answer that becomes social fact, mm. and then. We stay there again while still being right, you know, being resilient in our righteousness, but still pushing the envelope, continuously questioning what's right or wrong as new information comes up. Yeah. So if it starts with critical morality, it can matriculate into positive morality. While still keeping elements of critical morality, I believe mm. that that's the only way that I can see it looking like that. So let's let's take because I was I watching Glenn and, and John. They were talking about the ten year. I don't know if you want to call it an anniversary, but the ten year tra- uh, Trayvon. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a balance will look like Glenn and John on the same stage with Ben Crump and Al Sharpton. Right, and you know when Ben Crump and Al Sharpton are talking about these 
social injustices. These social injustices, it would have Glenn and John come up there right with them or right after them mm-hmm. in front of the same crowd mm-hmm. and give their critique mm-hmm. because it's independent of what the community thinks. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like a real life example of a balance. So it has nothing to do with what the people in the audience think. Like, how so how, how, people, right, how do people in the audience walk away from that panel, let's say? How do that? Yeah, in this balance, where like, how, what, would, what would be the expected reaction? Well, I don't know. But I think okay. initially it's just getting a balance of the, per, of the perspectives and takes to the same community, to the, right? To the same, mm-hmm. community, to okay, the same, to the same, to the community who has accepted something as social fact. Right. Police out here killing niggas. So you know, a, there's a certain community that has accepted that as social fact. Mm-hmm. And so, I think a balance initially we, is just mm-hmm. to get those. would be the willingness to listen to ben, to to John and Glenn, right? Like that willingness Without to say boo or right. Get these coons off. Yeah. Get these Uncle Tom. Like get these. Right. Okay. Okay. I think that would be the initial, sense. you know, sort of attempt at balancing positive morality and critical morality. But what the people in the crowd do with that information as they leave, we, you know, exactly. we need to try it one time. Mm-hmm. And you know, we do try. Like Candace got Candace got up there and um, you know, put put TI in, in a body bag. Um, but that wasn't in front of a community. That wasn't in front of one community that's accepted something that's social fact. So, so let's so let's kind of, let's kind of reverse that, right? So let's say that Glenn and John get the home game. Do you think that those people are already willing to listen to Ben Crump and Al Sharpton today? I think so. Okay, because I would take myself. Right, I'm willing to listen to Ben Crump, Al Sharpton, uh, Mark Lamont, I to Tanahashi. Ibram, like I seek listening to y'all. I mean, I, I don't know if I seek it. Um, no, but like it's op research, right? But like I, I think that's seeking. Okay, yeah. I opposition research, like I think those people are more willing to do opposition research. So I think mm. they would inherently yeah, that's be more. A start. They will be yeah. They will be inherently more willing to yeah. Ben and 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 Al, mm-hmm. y'all coming, y'all try to persuade us of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because we already do opposition research on y'all. Um, okay, that I, I agree with that. So yeah, so I think if it, if it starts with critical, it can matriculate into positive. But I think if there if if there's gonna be a balance, it has to start with critical morality. Critical morality has to be the the morality and power. Let's say before it, there can there can even be some sort of semblance of a balance. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think I would say that critical has to be in power. It just has to be present. It has to be. It has to have the chance or opportunity to be presented, just as much as the positive morality perspective and take is being presented. Well, what I'm saying, I'm, if you have a a majority of the community that is questioning what's actually right and wrong, I think it has a better chance of lasting through the social fat phase. 
as opposed to because yeah. even if it, okay. if it you know what I'm saying, if it's seventy thirty, right? If, you know, or see, or even you know 60, 60, 40. 60, 40, At some point, they could just be like, "Yeah, nah, we just gonna stick with this positive morality." I got you. So if it's the other way, then it's like, well, at at the very least, everybody is willing to listen. So now, from the listening of the perspectives, we can determine social fact, while not totally disregarding the willingness to listen. 